Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Tara Saraban, and you're listening to World's Dumbest Criminals. If you're keen to hear about the most ridiculous, bizarre and downright stupid criminals and crime stories in the world ever, you've come to the right place. In today's episode, you'll be hearing about a feud between English neighbours that saw them both sue each other for harassment, a Tennessee man with a history of aggressive public masturbation and just plain aggression who fucked around and found out, and more. Please be warned that this episode contains sea bombs for the first time on the podcast. They are part of quotes, but those of you who can't handle what some consider to be the sweariest of swears coming from a delicate lady mouth might want to give this one a miss. And those of you who love lady swears may want to listen to it twice. Alrighty, let's get cracking. Married couple, 58-year-old Sandra Durden and 62-year-old Trevor Dempsey had lived in Chingford, East London for 24 years next door to Joanne Shreve's parents. The two couples got along well and enjoyed living in the quiet suburban family area. In February 2019, 51-year-old Joanne moved back in with her parents to help care for her father who was suffering from Alzheimer's disease. Everything went smoothly between Joanne, Sandra and Trevor initially, and they'd socialise together and have backyard barbecues, possibly a spot of swinging, but all that changed in October 2019. Trevor had accidentally knocked over a concrete post in the Shreve's driveway and simply replaced it without discussing the matter with them. It doesn't really sound like a big deal to me, but it proved to be a huge deal for everyone involved. They had a massive falling out, and the couple and Joanne became mortal enemies. There were allegations and counter-allegations, with each side calling the police on each other multiple times. Over the next 18 months, Sandra and Trevor claimed that Joanne caused thousands of pounds worth of damage to their property, generally just being a psycho and fucking shit up. She claimed it was the couple that were fucking her shit up, with Sandra destroying her 1,350-pound CCTV camera and causing her distress. It's a they said, she said situation, but Sandra and Trevor have a lot of CCTV footage to back up their allegations. In response, Joanne accused them of doctoring the footage to make her appear to be doing things she didn't do. Hmm. With skills that good, they could have faked the moon landing. October 24th, 2020 was a rather dramatic day in this epic saga. Sandra and Terry left their house at 10am to go grocery shopping. Shortly after they left, Joanne was captured by their CCTV cameras kicking their fence, 
throwing a kitchen cabinet panel into their driveway and hurling missiles at their new potting shed. Now, I'm assuming they weren't actually armed missiles, but rocks and bits of concrete and stuff like that. Later that afternoon, another CCTV clip showed the couple working on their new fencing. Joanne then went to her garage, picked up a shovel and collected a lump of cement before aiming at the couple and throwing it over the fence at them, just missing their heads. Like, that could have been fatal. At 10.15pm, she returned with a sledgehammer and continued to damage their property. Trevor told the court, That evening, the big crunch came along. She went berserk. I could hear crashing and banging. I could hear it two stories up, so I went to our middle ground where we could see the CCTV on the monitor. She was throwing boulders, bricks and stuff over the fence. She was like a woman possessed, laughing hysterically. This went on for a while. I actually phoned the police while it was ongoing. While they were waiting for the police to arrive, Joanne made her own triple nine call and pretended to be Sandra in an attempt to cancel the request for the police to come to the property. Sneaky. Less than two months later, CCTV captured Joanne spitting at the couple's son, Mitchell. Gross, what a bush pig. Sandra was standing near a window and witnessed her son recoil in disgust and then wipe the glob of spit off his face. The CCTV footage then showed Joanne laughing and cackling for the next 20 minutes. It seems she really got off on being the worst. Sandra told the court that she was in a state of fear caused by the continuous death threats Joanne lobbed at her family, like a gob full of spit. She had also made slicing motions across her throat and told the couple, You're dead! Fortunately, Trevor had captured this delightful moment on video, so she couldn't pretend it didn't happen. Actually, that's not true. Regardless of what she was filmed doing, she still had the gall to deny that she'd actually done it. Sandra told the media, I was petrified. It drove us to move our house. It was constant death threats. She's constantly watching me, looking at me, filming me. She knows where I am in my property and and when I leave my property. She's acted on her threats and followed me out of the house before. I felt petrified that she had a sledgehammer on the other side of the fence. It was mayhem. Absolutely mayhem. She was destroying everything she could. Joanne, of course, denied all the charges against her and made some rather interesting claims about what she thinks actually happened. In a video recording, Joanne shakes the fence between the properties and says, You're a dirty cunt, you are. A fucking dirty cunt. You know what happens to dirty cunts? (laughs) Okay, that's made the dog want to (laughs) leave. I don't blame you, Tildy. I don't blame you. I'll let you out. Tilda did not enjoy that at all. And coincidentally, those are the first C-bombs I've dropped on this podcast, and it is in quotes. It should be interesting to see if anyone's freaked out by it, apart from the dog. You'd think she'd be used to that kind of shit, but certainly not that tone of voice. Unfortunately, Joanne did not give us an answer to her important question about what happens to dirty cunts. The first thought that comes to mind is you wash them, but she didn't follow it up by blasting them with a hose, so maybe that's not the right answer. 
Charlie Charles, Joanne's defence lawyer, stated in court, She says those words were added in afterwards. That was something she said in her bedroom. How the hell are her neighbours recording her in her bedroom, Charlie Charles? And what kind of a name is Charlie Charles anyway? It sounds like the name of a news reporter from a cartoon set in the 1950s. And here's Charlie Charles reporting from the scene. Thanks, Colin. Witnesses reported seeing the truck strike a fire hydrant and roll on its side, careening into a scout hall. Fortunately, no white men were injured. Feeling under the weather? Try smoking camels. More doctors smoke camels than any other cigarette. This has been Charlie Charles reporting for BDSM News. Anyway, back to Bloody Joanne and her bizarro world version of events. She claimed to have taken online courses about CCTV and wanted to present her own footage to the court, which she said had contradicted the prosecution's evidence. No joke. She said that the footage taken from her own cameras during the alleged spitting incident doesn't include her neighbours and that they somehow edited themselves into it. She also claimed the footage showed icicles that weren't there and different shadow positions that would prove that the prosecution's evidence had been faked. (laughs) It's always the imaginary icicles that give it away. District Judge William Nelson obviously smelled her bullshit and stated, Whoever has doctored this has done it in such a way that the audio track is in time with the video and in sync with lip movements. Charlie Charles asked the court for more time so that he could consult a CCTV expert to verify Joanne's claims, but added that he was having some difficulty in finding one. Judge Nelson provided some appropriate shade when he responded, Doesn't the fact that it's hard to find someone tell you the level of skill involved? And she is suggesting that this could be done by anyone? (sighs) Joanne denied all the charges of harassment, threatening behaviour, criminal damage and common assault on the basis of imaginary icicles or something equally as convincing. She instead accused Sandra and Trevor of harassment. She claimed that they attached barbed wire onto garden fencing and flooded her alleyway, which I'm pretty sure is a euphemism. Mm -hmm. She told Stratford Magistrates Court that they put up clowns and dolls on their fence. Diabolical! She said Sandra called her an ugly whore, and she and (laughs) Trevor... Ugly whore. She said Sandra called her an ugly whore and she and Trevor had parked their vehicles on her driveway on occasion. She also claimed Sandra destroyed her CCTV camera. Trevor and Sandra, of course, denied these charges. They eventually sold their family home and moved to Ramsgate, Kent to escape Joanne and her imaginary icicles. But the whole shitty shebang took a toll on their marriage and they separated. Joanne was not in attendance at her trial after providing a medical note to say that she was suffering from some kind of condition and sleep deprivation. However, District Judge Nelson said he found that highly suspicious, given that she'd failed to attend previous hearings apparently due to illness as well. Judge Nelson found Joanne guilty on all charges. I have seen her spit and heard her spit, and it is clear to me that the spit landed upon Mitchell and therefore it is clearly from the footage intentional. 
It is therefore unlawful use of violence, and I find her guilty of that offence. I can see no way in which this evidence is doctored. It's just a shame that she wasn't there to enlighten him with her, like, invisible icicle theory, because that could have changed everything. In commenting on her cunt monologue, he said, I have no doubt that she intended for the occupants of the house to have heard the language she used. It was designed to cause harassment, alarm or distress, which indeed it caused, so I find her guilty of that offence. He was not impressed. All in all, he found Joanne guilty on two charges of public disorder, one of common assault and one count of criminal damage. She'll face sentencing at Tam's magistrate's court on a date yet to be fixed. But she probably won't show up for it. 1311, Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Memphis man Michael Birdsong loved nothing more than fucking around and finding out. He fucked around by beating his wife and strangers and jerking off at women in public places, and he found out that he never got much, if any, jail time for it. Because fuckery begins at home, the Domestic Violence Registry of Tennessee noted Birdie had been arrested five times for domestic assault causing bodily harm. According to Fox 13, on October 1st, 2017, Birdie, who the police said had a history of aggressive panhandling, was aggressively handling his pan at random women at a petrol station. When a man told him to stop, Birdie went behind the shop, got a metal pipe and chased him with it, because nobody tells Birdie what to do. When Birdie caught up to the guy, he whacked him on the head several times with the pipe. The Good Samaritan was taken to hospital in a non-critical condition. The charges in this case were dismissed due to lack of evidence, which is rich considering how many witnesses there were and the fact Birdie had recorded 25 convictions for similar stuff since 2007. Left free to fly again, Birdie took his pants-down harassment to the KFC on Poplar near Danny Thomas Road. On New Year's Day 2019, he was spotted jerking the gherkin in the KFC parking lot. A woman named Lakeisha Tate and her sister had ordered from the drive-thru, but as their food wasn't ready yet, they were asked to wait in the parking lot. Lakeisha told WREG, I looked up and it was this man that was exposing himself, ejaculating constantly. Police identified him as 30-year-old Michael Birdsong since he pretty much considered trespassing at the petrol station across the street and exposing himself to women in the area to be his full-time job. And dude worked a lot of overtime. Lakeisha continued, When he saw us looking, that's when he really started playing with himself and laughing. I guess the initial ejaculating constantly bit proved to just be the warm-up act. 
When the police arrived, Birdie ran across the road and nearly got hit by several cars in the process. He scampered into a Wendy's and tried to barricade himself in the bathroom. The police were able to force the door open and used a chemical spray to gain control of the situation. Apparently, Birdie was yelling obscenities and struggling to get away from the officers as they escorted him to their patrol car. He was charged with criminal trespass, disorderly conduct, evading arrest, indecent exposure and obstruction of a highway or passageway. On February 20th, 2021, localmemphis.com reported that a security guard was working at a Walgreens store at Poplar and Cleveland, which is the area where Birdie liked to spread his dick-out chaos. At around 9.45pm, the security guard told Birdie to leave the property. Now, we already know he doesn't dig being told what to do, so he refused to leave. Then he put his hands down the waist of his pants. The guard thought Birdie was reaching for a gun, even though he never saw one, and he fatally shot him. It was probably more likely that Birdie was about to pull out his dick than a gun, but the security guard didn't know that. The DA's office dismissed the charges after an ongoing review concluded the shooting was justified. Seems this time Birdie really did fuck around and find out for real. To finish up, I have a few punchline crimes for you. These are cases with hardly any information available, and they sound more like jokes than something that actually happened. In May this year, art lovers at the Louvre Museum were shocked to see a man dressed as an old woman jump out of a wheelchair and cream pie the Mona Lisa. Witnesses said he took off his wig and attacked the famous painting with some kind of cream cake. One of them tweeted, Maybe this is just nuts to me, but a man dressed as an old lady jumped out of a wheelchair and attempted to smash the bulletproof glass of the Mona Lisa. He then proceeds to smear cake on the glass and throws roses everywhere, all before being tackled by security. Lad Bible reported that while he was being apprehended by security, the man yelled, Think of the earth! Artists think of the earth! All artists think of the earth! That's why I did it! Hey, if throwing cream cake at the Mona Lisa doesn't get people to think of the earth, I don't know what will. That's me all out of ideas. One night in September 2021, 37-year-old Jason Waldrum was having himself a jolly old time in the streets of Janderwee, Queensland. He kicked over several wheelie bins before setting his sights on the local police station. Outside the station, he hurled abuse and threats at the cops, saying, among other things, Come out, you cunt! I'll fuck you up! Woo, what a tough guy. The cops had to tackle him to the ground, but he couldn't answer their questions as he appeared to be totally out of it on drugs and alcohol. During a search of his house, the cops found dope, a bong, and nunchucks, because guys who challenge cops to fight them always have nunchucks. It's actually a rule in this country. He pleaded guilty to public nuisance, possession of drugs and a restricted item, and was fined $750. Lincoln Avenue, call, I'm checking. 
In 2009, 40-year-old Tracy Ellenberg was cited for disorderly conduct in Six Mile, South Carolina, after a witness told police that she'd been drunkenly riding a horse down the road. An officer found a large horse tied to a bench outside a convenience store and located Tracy inside trying to use a phone. The officer said her speech was slurred, she reeked of alcohol and was unsteady on her feet. When the officer questioned Tracy, she claimed that she wasn't drunk, but the horse was. <laughs> this brings me to the end of the episode. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe if you want to stay up to date with all future episodes. If you enjoyed what you heard, please leave a review. If you'd like to support the show, head on over to patreon.com forward slash world dumbest criminals. All levels get access to monthly bonus episodes and ad-free episodes, and higher levels also receive a variety of merchandise. Big thanks to Ambera Tolbert for upping your pledge. Thanks so much. I released a patron episode last week. It was about an Aussie guy whose chaotic antics got him aptly dubbed the quintessential public nuisance by a judge. An aggro guy named Ricky who liked robbing strangers and yelling, It's Ricky time! before trying to beat the shit out of them. And more. If you want more dumb criminals in your life, you could follow me on Twitter at WGCriminalsPod and Instagram at World's Dumbest Criminals Podcast. Or you could join our World's Dumbest Criminals Podcast Facebook group. That's where you'll find me every day. It's a great group of people and I love hanging out with you all. And I'd like to thank the wonderful Lorraine Ledwell for helping me run the group. Stay tuned after the closing music to hear a promo for the horror anthology podcast Up All Night. Till next time, look after yourself, stay out of trouble, and whatever you do, don't commit a crime that makes you end up on this podcast. Hey there, everybody. My name's Cortland. And I'm Brandon. And this is the Up All Night Horror Anthology Podcast, where we cover every horror anthology show that we can get our hands on. We've already reviewed all of Are You Afraid of the Dark. We've set our sights on Goosebumps next. Do you love to laugh at amazing 90s Canadian horror shows? And we've got the perfect podcast for you. So join us every Tuesday for new episodes to keep you up all night. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.